Alperin Shengun and the Houston Rockets defeat the New York Knicks 105 to 103. Let's talk about it. What is going on, everyone? Welcome to another edition of Summit State of Mind, presented to you by the Apollo Podcast Network and powered by Big City Wings. In this episode, we're going to discuss takeaways from the Rockets defeating the New York Knicks 105-103. to We're going to discuss the Rockets not making a single move at the deadline day and how the Rockets can climb their way back to play in contention. Once again, welcome to another edition of Summit State of mine. I'm your host, uh, the Commissioner Kenny. Uh, well, first of all, I just want to send out um, a heartfelt apologies. Uh, we actually had a post-trade deadline episode that was ready in the mix. However, our file, our audio file, ended up being corrupted and we lost the episode. So, humble apologies. Unfortunately, we were not able to get the episode out. So, that's why we weren't able to get a post-episode from last week. So, we're going to go ahead and I'm going to try to cover as much as I can this week, including the Rockets-Knicks game. So, once again, apologies for that. Let's go ahead and move on right now with question of the night. The Houston Rockets currently stand record-wise at 24-29. and They are three games out of play in contention behind Golden State with Golden State being the 10th seed, Rockets being the 12th seed. Is there a chance of the Rockets still making a play-in? Let me know right now. Drop it on the YouTube comments. Let me know, do the Rockets still stand a chance of making the play-in? I want to hear your voice, hear your opinion. Drop it right now. Be sure to like and subscribe on our YouTube channel as well, at ApolloHOU. Once again, let's go ahead and dissect and unpack uh, the game against the New York Knicks. There was a lot going on here. The Houston Rockets, it's been a strong... And, like, look, I'm not going to... We're not going to sugarcoat how tough it's been. Um, the Rockets have been losing a lot lately. They've they've lost, they lost four in a row going into tonight. Once again, and I've described this in past episodes, the idea of the doctor, the Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde effect. For some reason, when they're away from home, they forget to play the sport of basketball or how to execute uh, to the best of their abilities, obviously. But you mix it in with some injuries. Fred Van Vliet's been out. Alperin Shangun didn't play against the Hawks. Um, we lost Cam Whitmore for uh, for two straight games now. There's been a lot of uh, moving parts in terms of what this team has been and and uh, we just haven't been able to get anybody healthy on top of Atari Eason, who has still been injured as well. So there's been a lot going on here. And we're going to kind of work backwards. You know, let's, we're, let's, we're going to discuss yesterday's game. We're going to discuss trade deadline. So I want to I wanna take you guys backwards right now. And, and feel free. We're going to use this up. You know, we're like the, the summit state of mind in terms of Rockets uh, podcasts and shows. We're like a... I like to think of us as almost like a therapy session for Rockets fans. So let us be that therapy session for y'all. So let's unpack it. Let's work backwards because there's a lot to talk about in terms of Rockets versus Knicks. So coming into Toyota Center last night, the Houston Rockets were, you know, they were losing big on a four game, on the heels of a four game losing streak. Not sure of what they were going to be on top of the fact of Fred being out, Cam Whitmore being out, Tar Easton still being out. And ultimately, you know, the idea was that the Rockets were going to come out flat foot. That was absolutely, positively not the case. They started fast. They started strong, and ultimately, that uh, that is what the Rockets needed. They opened it up uh, with a final score of one, once again of 105-103. And first of all, if we're gonna talk about working backwards, 
Aaron Holiday was on something last night. I don't even know what that was. Um, <laughs> let's go straight to the just the final play of the game because that's kind of where the all the all the kind of controversy was surrounding it was that final moments of the game. So you know they executed a play where they were able to get the ball back to Aaron Holiday with like. 0.3 seconds left on the clock he heaves the shot you think the game is over and they're gonna go to an overtime the ref said nah nah not so fast you know they committed a foul from Jalen Brunson to Aaron Holiday who was on fire during that entire fourth quarter he heaves the shot he gets fouled gets into the offensive player's personal space and basically gives uh, it gives the Rockets three free throws with the chance to ultimately ice the game, which they ultimately did. That is going to come up a lot, especially if you're reading headlines and news and stuff like that. Because I think it was Fred Malloy that came up an hour, two hours after the game stating that foul call should not have been made. So that's what the final report was saying that that foul should not have been called that the egregious the egregious act was inci- it was known as a quote unquote incidental contact right um man and, and and if i was not a heartbreak houston fan i would not think anything of it uh i would be like yeah or no i i would be very like yeah i'd be upset yeah this is this is not this isn't cool this is what the you know why are they screwing the, uh, the Knicks over like that blah 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 but man we've been on the other end of all these heartbreaking losses especially with the last few years that man the, it's like we finally got one to go our way you know when you think about that you think of the the botched hardened dunk in San Antonio you know where where he had a dunk that could that basically it, it went in and then it bounced it literally went through the cylinder off in under the net bounced off i think like harden's head or harden's arm and then like bounced back up out of the net which ultimately led to them waving off the play like that's another one of those how about rewind how about rewinding back during the game itself when aaron holiday like i said aaron holiday was on something what are we doing here aaron holiday i don't know if what you were taking some michael secret stuff but whatever it is my friend keep taking it because we need it we need some offense off that bench especially if we're not getting cam whitmore back and we're not seeing tar eason anytime soon we absolutely need some offensive output we got that from aaron holiday because he you know, contact the five slam a jamma with a big mamma jamma dunk, you know, that rattled the ancestors of every New York Nick that ever existed. Hey, I'm six foot one, six foot two. Welcome to the party. Big time dunk, which that was that was a foul, you know? That was not called. So ultimately, it, it it's almost like it evened out. It's just the it's the fact that it was the last play of the game. Me personally, I thought it was a foul. By every Every rule in the rule book, whether it's incidental contact, uh, purposeful contact, it does not matter. It's a foul regardless. So it ultimately led to three free throws from Aaron Holiday. Three free throws, nailed the first two, missed the last one on purpose. Knicks call a timeout, claim they call a timeout. We're thinking that they got .1. Me being, once again, me being a part of Heartbreak Houston. Here we go. They're gonna get point one. They're gonna they're gonna get something off, and we're gonna go to overtime. That's a, that's that the the negative Nancy in me thinking that. But ultimately, what happened was they actually did not call a timeout. They actually did not start the time the second that that ball hit the rim. Because the rule is once the ball hits the rim, start clock starts, or what the rule is. So the game essentially should have been over at that point. 
they kept they didn't run that clock to the ball touched the hand of the player when it really should once it hits rim clock starts running so with that being said the game ultimately ended ended positively positively for your houston rockets we talked about aaron holiday now let's rewind back to the game as we continue to work backwards we i gave you all pretty much the ending of the game the big uh the big drama effect that happened towards the end of the game let's backtrack a little bit uh let's spotlight first and foremost the high score of the game let's talk about dylan brooks 23 points five rebounds eight of 15 from the field here's the kicker here six of seven tying his career high one time i gotta admit man dylan brooks fucking killing it Career high, tied his career high from three-pointer in a game. He's on his career high in terms of three-point shooting percentage this season. You're talking about a player that's been absolutely... I mean, he's been lights out most of the season. I'll give him that. The past couple of games, he's he's been playing. And and this isn't like me hating and by any means. But if you backtrack from the past couple of games... He's been forcing the issue quite a bit. I've been seeing seeing a lot of Memphis Dylan Brooks coming out of him. I don't know if it he feels like he has to shoot the ball more because Fred's out or a veteran's out and he lost Cam Whitmore. I don't know what it is in in regards to that, but maybe that's why he felt like the need like oh he has to shoot more. But look, eight of fifteen from the field, that's fine. Uh, six of seven from the three. He does he's not gonna shoot that every night, but goodness gracious, they needed absolutely every bucket out of him. Um, he made a clutch bucket down the stretch as well with Alperin Shingun kicking out out of a double team. Alperin Shingun, once again, we're going to talk about him in a minute as well. Um, just big time buckets being made by Dylan Brooks, confident buckets and buckets that we really needed. This team has been struggling from three point, especially as of late. So just getting a six of seven game from Dylan Brooks was huge. Absolutely phenomenal needed. Okay. Another player I want to discuss Fred Van Vliet's out. Okay, he's out with an oblique issue. So, welcome to the association, Amen Thompson. Amen Thompson, and, and and you're gonna see our stats to the left, by the way, because I got I'm gonna have stats rolling here uh, from the Rockets game and and the Rockets against the Knicks. So you're gonna see stats to my to my right on the screen. Basically, Amen Thompson, he shot four of five. He had eight points, thirteen rebounds, thirteen rebounds. I repeat. He had five assists, five steals, four of five from the field. He was only a minus five on the court. One of the better plus or minus, second best plus minus in terms of the starters. I mean, come on. Eight points, 13 rebounds, five assists, five steals. I can't. Okay. If you watch the way Amen Thompson plays the game, the guy's a ball hawk. Like, there is a rebounding ability that you cannot teach there's just a nose for it i think you're either you got it or you don't and you don't need to be able to leap out of the building to be a a, you know a vivacious rebounder you know you don't need to leap out of the building you know welcome to the association kevin love back in the t-wolves shout outs to him who was dropping 25 and 20 you know on in his heyday amen thompson is freakishly athletic he's also 6667 He's one of the taller players on the court. Not even the taller point guards. Because he's already one of the tallest point guards in the NBA. Let's talk about the fact that he's also one of the taller players on the court. Especially if both teams are running small ball. Jeff Green at the five. And if there's another center on the other team. Or if it was on the Knicks. They didn't have uh, they didn't have Hardenstein. So they weren't running big either. So Amen Thompson was able to feast on the boards. I 
kid you not, you need to watch. I have not seen a point guard with that type of instincts on getting boards since like Russell Westbrook. There is like a way that he attacks the boards that I love. Like there is, and it just makes me so giddy and excited because of the fact that this is, this is what's coming. Like this is literally, this is year one, Amen Thompson, getting starters minutes, impressing. Is there kinks to work out? Of course. Is the jump shot vital? No, definitely not. But is he performing at a level to which, you know, we were all kind of expecting to play at? Yes, absolutely. You're in you're the number four overall pick. And you're expect you're not expected to be gangbusters. We're not expecting LeBron. We're not expecting Chris Paul out of the gate. Or even, you know, person I compared him to at the beginning of the season, Penny Hardaway. But we have to see something. He came in, ball hawk. You know, assist numbers were there, about five assists. But he's, you know, ironically enough, even though he's the point guard, he's not really the true table setter. He'll kind of let the play develop. And I realize that's kind of how uh, Ime Ujoka kind of has it set, where he wants to kind of have the, more or less, he wants Amen Thompson to be the table setter. He wants Operant Shangun to be the one to serve the food. That's basically the best way I can describe it. Amen Thompson kind of sets the table. But Operant Shangun is more or less being the point guard right now, kind of just setting everybody else up feeding everybody else, Jalen Green as well, it's kind of like a guard, kind of like playing point by committee, and that's kind of where everyone's at right now, so ultimately, uh, I was super impressed with the men's game, there was plenty of plays here where he was able to shine a lot of putbacks, uh, 13 boards, I think he had like six offensive rebounds, like dude, this is, this is big time play, excuse me, when he gets to the bench, you're gonna need that, so, just having him here, having him being vital and available and starting to slowly progress to, to being what we thought he could be and finding his niche and role in the team, man. It's hard. As a rookie and you're playing with and as, and, and in an established system like Ime Udoka, it's hard. I feel like it's really tough for a rookie, but he's finding it. He's finding his way, ultimately helping his team to a big-time victory against the New York Knicks. All right, let's turn the page. Alperin Shangun. Okay, first of all, he didn't play against the Hawks. First game back, 18 points, 3 rebounds, 6 assists. 6 assists is key, because I told you all he's the primary point guard. And ultimately, only shooting 10 shots. So I'm a little curious as to why. And I know that they're doubling. Teams are starting to read now. They're starting to read Alperin Shingun and how he's kind of maneuvering and how he's playing. So they want to double off of that. So that's what they've been doing. This was a lot of plays. Uh, ironically, in the fourth quarter, they didn't double. You know, Alperin Shangun was able to, to go to work on that. On It was like a play under a minute, which ultimately uh, gave the Rockets the lead, where he stretched out and he was able to get a layup, like a little easy hook shot. I mean, if you're going to guard Alperin Shangun one-on-one in the clutch, like, you're not doing it. LeBron couldn't even guard him in the clutch. LeBron, one of the greatest players of all time couldn't guard Alperin Shingun in the clutch. That just goes to show how good he is in one-on-one play. As if they don't bring the double, they don't bring the triple, then that's what's going to that's what's going to that's what's going to, you know, hinder him from feasting. But if you don't bring that double or triple team, oh, that's deer in headlights for the defender. Alperin Shingun is going to go to cooking. He's going to get to his cooking time. 
He's going to, you know, the chef is ready to serve. So that's basically what, what happened within that last minute. He only got 10 shots up, though, because they were bringing a lot of doubles and triples during that game. Alperin Shingun knows that with Fred being out, he kind of has to be, like I said, you know, the person that serves the food, uh, kind of like that pseudo point center now. You saw that with the amount of assists he had this game. So it's, it's, it's tough to find his way. He's still trying to figure. He's still trying to figure out. We know he's dominant as a scorer. We know he can be dominant as a passer. But now that the these teams are kind of, they're they're, you know, they finagled. They they're fixing their game or they're scouting it now, so they know what to look for. So it's you know it's gonna it's gonna create. The good thing is, um, pressure creates diamonds, and it's gonna create more wrinkles for Alper and Shingun. So that's on two people. It's on Alper and Shingun. It's on Emilio Doka. Alperin Shingun for being able to figure out how he's going to handle the double and triple. Emio Doka for creating schemes that's going to help Alperin Shingun succeed even with dealing with doubles and triples. So he played really well last night. Efficiently. You know, had enough passes. Good kickouts. Big, like I said, good, big kickout against, uh, for Dylan Brooks to get a big three. He killed it. Ultimately had a very good game. I mean, like, this was a very good bounce back game for the Rockets. It ultimately... They had a big lead, stretched it as much as 16. Knicks got it close. Jalen Brunson's still on the court. Jalen Brunson's Jalen Brunson. Still an all-star, one of the best shooters in the NBA. And where do the Rockets struggle against? Guard shooters with handle. Steph Curry, Trey Young, Jalen Brunson. Jalen Brunson ultimately led the comeback. And they would they did have a comeback, and they got the lead at one point. The Rockets' resiliency down the stretch, along with Aaron Holiday, along with Amen Thompson. How about Jalen Green? Who didn't even who didn't even play super great from from the field? He only shot four of fifteen. How about Jalen Green doing everything else well though? He still had sixteen points. You know, eight of nine from the free throw line. He had five rebounds, four assists, two steals. He's doing everything else well. Put it on your bingo card this season for 2023-2024, where you thought Jalen Green wasn't gonna do was gonna score, but not do as much effectively. Turns out he's doing everything else effectively and not scoring as well lately. We'll take that. Because we know there's enough bucket getters on this team. So this these guys are ultimately doing well. So I'm hoping that they can use this game riding out forward. Hopefully we can get we can get uh start building a win streak off of that, see where we're gonna be. Alright. Guys, I want to get through this quickly. Uh the trade deadline. I just want to discuss, you know, we had a whole episode. We were in studio, I had the big dog, I had the GM, we were all there talking about it. Uh, ultimately, uh, it was a disappointment. I mean, we were anticipating a move to be made because we thought, and granted, this was immediate reaction. Like, this was the night of. So, like, you're talking about where I was at that moment. But now that I've had about five days to kind of simmer on it, I kind of get what they were going for. I got what they wanted, along with the report coming out that they were interested in Kelly Olenek. Uh, and a couple of the other guys that are available in trades, and they didn't decide to pull the trigger. Um, I think the Rockets know they're dealing with a lot of injuries being nursed, so they're not sure if the injuries are going to outlast their ability to stay in play for the play-in. Because if you're going to make a trade that's going to matter right now, then you're going to try to make the play-in. But what about teams like Golden State, LA Lakers that are starting to get hot now? You know, they've gone, <clears throat> Warriors are 7-3 and three in their last 10. Uh, Lakers are two games over 500 now. They're starting to go. We're five games out of 500. Slowly, you know, it's slowly slipping away. We're still three games out. 
So I think what happened in the long run is that the Rockets saw that. They didn't want to mortgage any of the picks, any of the players, for players that they can package in the summertime. Now, granted, Raphael, I'm not giving a pass for Raphael Stone. He still has not made a major trade while in the GM position. We need to see something. It, I, I can understand it now by you not making a trade, but we need to see something in the summer. If you're not planning on keeping both picks for the Brooklyn pick or the Rockets pick, uh, which are pretty good as of right now, I think they're both within the top 10 range, then they need to make a deal. They need to make a trade. If you feel like you can get someone that's serviceable, if you feel like this year isn't going to be the year, then you need to make a deal in the summertime. Like This is very, very needed. The Houston Rockets are not going to... The goal is for them to not trend downwards. And and for all intents and purposes, they're not. They're already above all their win totals from last season at 24 wins. From the past three seasons. It's at 17, 20, and 22 in the last three years. They're already at 24 wins. They're already ahead of schedule. But the next time, we're going to need to make the play-in. They need to make the play-in. They're nursing a lot of injuries, doing a lot of injuries. I get that. I understand that. So I can understand on the back end why they feel like maybe if they were three games over 500 and they were just balling at that moment before deadline, I think Stone makes a trade. I think Stone makes a trade, 100%. Gets mortgage a couple of picks, mortgage of the <clears throat> the players, maybe a Jay Sean Tate, and then get <clears throat> ultimately you know a serviceable player that can help you right now. This team did not do that. So maybe they don't see play-in. Maybe they just want to continue to develop. Maybe if they can sneak it into the play and maybe that's possible. Ultimately, the Rockets did not make any trade outside of Steven Adams. Good news is Steven Adams passes physical. He is trending in the positive direction. He should be available by training camp. If he's available by, by, by training camp and he's playing close to the level that we expect Steven Adams to play at, the Rockets may have gotten one of the best backup bigs in the entire NBA. Steven Adams, in my opinion, is still a good serviceable center. He could be one of the best or the best backup center in the entire NBA. Alperin Shangun and Steven Adams as your front line? Close the door now. The Rockets are going to, they're going to freaking own that paint offensively and defensively next year. So I get it. I respect it ultimately. So if, if you're mad in the comments, drop your comment right now if you're mad at the Rockets not making a trade. Curious to know what you think. Um, let's go to our last topic right now. I do want to close in on this one. The Houston Rockets, are they still capable of making the play-in? They're three games out. If it wasn't the Warriors or the Lakers, I would realistically say yes. I think three games is not insurmountable. Um, they're 23, 24 and 29 right now. Uh, they're 53 games into the season, which means I, they have about 29 games remaining. They, they're more than capable of making it. I think think they could be but with the Warriors and Steph Curry and Draymond and Clay and then the Lakers with LeBron and an actually healthy AD and that's your final 9-10 seed I don't see any other team dropping out the Rockets have to like go on an insane like 10 game win streak that's like the only way and like players have to get healthy um first and foremost these guys just have to get healthy I gotta see Fred go get going I got to see Tari come back from injury. I just need to see everybody back on the court. I need to see the team at full strength again. We have, the team has not been in full strength since Tari's been out. And Tari's been out for 20-plus games in total this season. So this team, for all intents and purposes, for almost half a season, have not been at full strength. So if that's the case, 
And you got the Warriors? A dynasty from before? Lakers with LeBron? Still one of the greatest... One, still one of the best players in the NBA. One of the... Arguably the greatest player in NBA history. It's going to be hard to make the playoffs. Or even make the play-in. Um, do I think they can do it? I think they still can. I think they can still do it. They have to... And I said this in a past episode, so I'm going to bring it back. Uh, I mean, I said this last episode that ultimately got cut because we weren't able to get the audio out. I need the Rockets to be disruptors. There's no pundit or media member in the entire NBA that thought that the Houston Rockets were going to make the play-in. Come on. Houston Rockets. 17... I just gave you a win total. 17-20-22. They're not going to make the play-in, right? No. I need them to be disruptors, to to mess with the status quo, to step into the spotlight and be disruptors and let people know, no, this team is ahead of schedule. And if you want to do that, you got to do one way. You got to win. That's bottom line. Just win. If you win games, you'll make the play in. They just got to keep winning games. They have to build off of this. Excuse me. You got 29 games remaining. Let's see what you're made of. This is the last stretch of the season. If they can tack off a good six or seven game win streak, they got a shot. But they have to go on a win streak, and they need to go on it now. Like right now. Like starting from the next game on. We have to see something from them. And if we see something and they continue to play at a good level, they have a shot. Get Tari back. Get Fred back. They got a shot. 100%. 100%. It's going to be, the road is a lot tougher now with Golden State and LA in front of you, but they still got a shot. So I still think they're capable of making it. We need to get three things ultimately get healthy, get going on a win streak. And if you're going to get going on a win streak, how do you do that? Improve on your three point shooting. I guess I'll add a fourth thing and improving on your defense. That's what kind of got you where you were at the beginning of the season. You were a three point shooting team making three point buckets. And you played hard-nosed defense. Don't make it complicated. Ime Udoka's scheme is just, it's highly disciplined with hard-nosed defense. Go back to that. You got a men, you got dogs on this team. Jabari Smith included. Get going. You have plenty of options. And the door isn't closed yet. The door isn't closed yet. The rest is up to this team. Do they want to make a run? If they can make a run and ultimately don't make it, if they're like, a game back, and that's it. That's a big season for me. It's a big win. Shows that they're they're not gonna roll over, that they're not how they were in past seasons. You know, I guess on a on an on a microscope, or sorry, on an outset in a vacuum, they did succeed this season. They're already above all their win totals from the past three seasons. But I'm I'm a selfish motherfucker, guys. Make the play in, be disruptors. That's what the Houston Rockets should be this season, and that's how they should they should look. So I'm hoping that ultimately they can do that. String win streak, get going. You got a big win against the Knicks, who have absolutely owned you in the past couple of years. Build off of that. Let's get going. Get everybody healthy. Let's make some noise. Let's disrupt the status quo. Let's be disruptors. Let's get ready to go home here. But before I go home, once again, I have to give a shout-out and an ad to Big City Wings. That's right, Houston's wing joint, Apollo's wing joint, one 
time for all of y'all. They got the two for Tuesday special. I'm recording on a Tuesday. That means you buy five, you get 10 wings. You buy 10, you get 20. That's right. Buy one, get one. How about me? I get my two favorite flavors. I got the lemon pepper and the gold fever. Mm, 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 Finger licking. Good one time. Find the nearest location closest to you with plenty of locations all surrounding the Houston area. That's right. Make Big City Wings your next meal, lunch, or dinner one time. That's right. Big City Wings, Houston's wing joint, Apollo's wing joint. Once again, everyone, thank you so much for coming on another episode of Summit State of Mind. Once again, I'd like to apologize uh, to each and every one of y'all. We were not able to get out another episode. Uh, Like I said, we had tried to get out an episode. It was super busy last week, but we tried to get an episode out last Thursday post-deadline. Unfortunately, we were not able to get it out. Uh, Once again, my apologies, but I appreciate each and every one of y'all for sticking to it. Uh, And I try to cover as best as I could. So thank you so much for tuning in for this one. Much appreciated. Uh, Let's go ahead and end it. Let me give you my my, my typical, you know, sign off once again. You know, follow us on Twitter at Summit S-O-M-P-O-D. Follow us on Instagram at Summit State of Mind underscore pod. Follow the company at Apollo NBA. At Apollo NBA and at Apollo H O U. You can also follow me on Twitter at Summit Commission. Follow my brother, my tag team partner, the GM Justin at JP underscore Mirabueno. Follow the big dog DJ at Hustletown S Z N. Shouts to the Apollo Podcast brethren that continue to kill the game. That's right. Uh, the crown jewel of Houston Astros podcast. That's right. BTD Beyond the Diamond. Be sure to give them your first listen for all Astros content. Shouts once again to the Apollo Texans. That's right. Off the gridiron. Be sure to give them your first listen for all the Houston Texans content. Once again, thank you to each and every one of y'all that make us your first listen for all Houston Rockets content. Let's get ready to go home here as my producer gives us the go-home cue here with what I usually say with a Go Summit, Go Apollo, and Houston Rockets. Go be disruptors. Go make the play-in. Why not? Why the F not? Go for it. Go be disruptors. That's right. Go Rockets. Oh, yeah. One more thing. Watch basketball. Yay! The Summit for, 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 for Life.